When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Amanda, we missed a big event while we were out, so I'm glad we're back here on Jam Session to talk about the wedding and the post-wedding of Jack Antonoff and Margaret Qualley. Big, It gave big us time news. to reflect. It gave us time <laughs> to analyze the available material. I feel good about, about what we're going to bring to the table. Me too. We'll also hit on some other things going on. Kiki Palmer, Bill Murray and Khalees broke up. I don't know if you knew they were dating. Irina Shake and Bradley Cooper on vacation. We'll just, you know, lots to cover. Oh, and Scooter Braun, obviously. But let's begin with the great wedding of the Jersey Shore 2K23. As you probably have heard by now, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume, Jack Antonoff and Margaret Qualley got married, as Amanda pointed out, timed with Taylor Swift's break between her U.S. tour and her launching the Eros tour in Mexico. Many celebrities attended. And there was a lot of photos from the same specific moments. Like many photographers were able to capture the same moment. I wouldn't say there was a lot of variation in pictures. And that was just the beginning of this photo journey of this story. Amanda, what did you think about this wedding? Sure. So let's start with the location. This wedding was held in Long Beach Island, Mm -hmm. which is a a part of the Jersey Shore. It is in New Jersey, whence Jack Antonoff hails. Correct? Did I use Wentz correctly there? I think it's from Wentz he hails, but yes. From Wentz he hails. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, is it slightly tonier Jersey Shore? Is that, slightly, I mean, it yeah. is of Jersey Shore, but it's not like sure. wild. It's not Seaside right? Heights. It's not the right. shore store. Personal anecdote on my first trip to the Jersey Shore, which my, was my first beach trip with my now husband, we went swimming on Long Beach Island and the surf was stronger than I like. But I was like still newly dating him and was like, I got this and I did not have it. And I got wiped out on Long Beach (laughs) Island. So that is my primary memory. 
I didn't really have any, I didn't visit the commercial locations on Long Beach Island as unlike the people of this wedding who were just like out and about on the one street in Long Beach Island where this wedding was held, it seemed. But like, were they out and about or were they just coming and going from the venue? I think you're right that they were just coming and going from the venue. But so Long Beach Island is like a, would we call it a, it's a barrier island, right? So it's very long, Mm -hmm. very narrow. narrow. I think there is only the one, like one street of options. There's, There's just not a lot of breathing room, which is why it's an interesting choice for a place to hold a wedding where you are inviting your best friend, Taylor Swift, and <laughs> other people, Zoe Kravitz, Channing Tatum, Cara Delevingne, Lana Del Rey, who are likely to be photographed by paparazzi. This is not a lot of cover, not a lot of privacy. No. And also, they set it up, I think, so that anyone, any photographers that were interested, they were like given a holding pen, basically. Like, they're like, we know you're going to take pictures, so stand here and you'll get the shot of Taylor Swift walking in or Taylor Swift walking out. Right. And I I don't mind crowd control and sure. paparazzi control. I think that's practical. I think that's part of, of the planning of this sort of thing. But it's like, the paparazzi also had access to, like, the balcony of the, you know, the restaurant <laughs> where the rehearsal dinner and was held. And they weren't that far away. This is what I'm saying. It was just like everybody was there together, even though technically the wedding party was inside. You know, there was yeah. there was no space. And I just thought that was an interesting choice. Everything about the aesthetic that I've gathered so far is to me an interesting choice. Like Margot Qualley is beautiful. Jack Antonoff has a very specific style. And it was like a very casual wedding. But like for that Casual for Margaret Qualley meant like ill-fitting dresses. And I just thought that was really weird. I just found everything about this very bizarre. And like, I'm all about East Coast summer is sacred. And like, I I kind of understand wanting to get married on Long Beach Island if you really love it. But they just didn't really seem like they did this in the right way. It kind of reminded me of like, they're trying to have like a, a rock and roll, like Sid and Nancy vibe, but it was just like a regular Long Beach Island wedding. And I thought it was, I found it very weird And of course, we have to talk about a lot of the Taylor Swift of it as well. Right. I would like to respond to a couple of things that you just said. I, too, respect and love and value an East Coast summer pretty much over all summers. Sure. And try to visit my family on the East Coast every summer to, like, get a taste of it. So I get it, too. The thing about, like, choosing a place that is theoretically, like, part of your you know, upbringing or a place that has like significance to you, which I'm assuming that this is part of the decision. Like, you know, Jack Antonoff is from New Jersey. Like when I texted you, you were just like, I guess he really loves his home state, which I, you know, I think is the, the, the best interpretation, but it's like, they just, they had it like at the, you know, local, I I don't know, at the local bar, which, like, I would love to have a wedding at a local bar or a party at a local bar. No shots to the local bar. Wish I spent more time in it. But it's, like, they're famous enough to probably, like, do it somewhere more private. I I don't know. It just, it didn't seem like the personal connection was, like, that well-established. It also didn't seem that long 
planned. Like if they were doing it at someone's personal home, it's you need to like plan that for much longer. I actually don't know how long they were engaged. I'm not sure that information okay. is, is public. I think but I think for the better part of a year. It didn't seem like a very like you make a you make a good point that it's planned like, wedding. It's like lower key in a way that like that I I admire. It's like for anybody else, I think that having like a cool lower key wedding, you know, at a place where you like spending time is awesome. But like you invited Taylor Swift and I like do kind of think that it was planned around her tour schedule. So like let's let's you you know, you invited Zoe Kravitz. Like you invite I like come on. Let, let's be so, realistic. The main thing I would like to ask you about Taylor Swift. Yes. You immediately pointed out aptly that it was worked for her schedule. Yeah. If you are part of the wedding fa- families and Taylor Swift use, uses the event, knowing she'll be photographed, to wear a shade that is part of her current marketing plan, how would you respond? Which shade? That blue dress, the Erdem oh, dress the she wedding wore. dress? Oh, that's, I didn't... I... That's, that's the blue of the 1989 re-release. Okay. You know, I didn't put that together, so I guess as a member of the families of the wedding party, I would not notice. I'll tell you what I did notice was that to the rehearsal dinner, Taylor Swift wore a nap dress set, and then all the nap dress people were just nap dressing out on the internet. And I was like, this is intentional. I know that she understands that this is like an internet you know, community that has a lot in common with her fan base. And she's just like, she's really savvy. She looks nice. You know, Hill House is not my, Hill House is not my style, but like, you know, great. So I think that's what I noticed. I I thought the, I thought the dress was nice. I enjoyed the page six coverage that Lily Allen also wore the dress like a week later outside the dressing room or, you know, exiting her theater production, which has become sort of like a fashion opportunity for her. I don't know. I, that's not the thing that stuck out to me the most, I will say. Well, the internet definitely noticed. Okay. And so it was like immediately like Taylor Swift's wearing blue for 1989. And also because she had just recently announced the 1989 re-release and the and like the, the blue was a big piece of it and she's been posting the new album covers like and also the album cover for the 1989 re-release is sort of like a beach aesthetic as well. Like kind of like okay. could be on Long Beach Island. It's just sort of like I mean, all convenient. 1989 is like the most Jack Antonoff of her of records. Like, yeah. like that's where, so, you know, maybe she's honoring also their, their bond, their friendship. Yes. I, I don't know. I thought she looked nice. I'm glad that the people on the internet had something to post about. Everything is marketing. Yeah. I mean, it is. <laughs> I wanted to say one more thing. I, I wanted to respond to your Thing about Margaret Qualley's tailoring, mm-hmm. which I did notice from the paparazzi angles we were provided, it was not fitting the way that we would imagine. Though, on the one hand, I think that just goes to show you how impressive fashion photography is. You know, it's like really hard to get a good shot of someone most sure. of the time that this is how you look. The various dresses did remind me a lot of her mother, Andy McDowell, and Four Weddings and a Funeral, trying on all the different styles of dresses. And they were like not... They weren't like Martha Stewart weddings style sure. dresses, you know. They they were like a little more fashionable. They were nice dresses. As, yeah. They were nice dresses. I thought. I mean, she's beautiful, but they, there was like a variety of styles, like the try on scene and four weddings and funerals. So I was very charmed by that. 
that's all I have to say. She looks so much more like Andy McDowell now than she did like four years ago. It's crazy. She's like really yeah. growing into the, to that look. Let's fast forward a week later because if you thought we were done with this couple, we sure are not. <laughs> They're back in New York where I guess they live. And they seemingly set up some paparazzi photo shoots of themselves walking through the streets of Tribeca over the weekend wearing like a similar aesthetic of kind of like a, I don't even know, like a, like a, a traveler, like traveling the country in the fifties. I, I have no idea what this <laughs> he's style wearing, is. He's wearing a tailoring and she is wearing a all white outfit. She this, looks like a homesteader, but like I, an actual homesteader, <laughs> not like a, like a 2023 one. Yeah. I think, I think she looks nice, but it's definitely like they are coordinated and they are out walking for paparazzi photos like a week later. So that's, listen, again. Is there that much interest in these two? They felt they had to do this? Well, I guess so. Did they feel that they had to do this or did they see the opportunity and decide to go with it is my question. Mm. This looked, do you think that this was coordinated to avoid further intrusion? Or do you think this was coordinated to capitalize on attention? Interesting. I think you're probably right yeah, to capitalize on the attention. But like, that was my say, take. The only reason we're still talking about it really is because of the strikes. And there's not a lot else right. going on. Right. So again, I guess it was a savvy move to capitalize on the attention. But that also, you know, and this is Monday morning quarterbacking, hindsight, whatever. But it reflects back on the planning of the wedding in a way that makes me think that they were like, sure, let them take photos, you know? Like, we're yeah. just going to do this out here for everyone. So I think that's fine. I guess, you know, that is good for their careers. I I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't get it, but... You know, I didn't, I wanted to go to City Hall. So like, I, it's I, like, I don't understand weddings at that point, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think I find the photo shoot in Tribeca or Soho, I forgot which, which neighborhood, way more alarming and like bizarre. The wedding stuff, I'm just like, okay, you guys were going for something. I, I hope you feel like you achieved it. The, the week later photo shoot, I'm just like, I don't know, go on a honeymoon. It's just, it just, the whole thing was weird. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they're back from their honeymoon. Sure, perhaps. Maybe they bargained like a week of honeymoon privacy for these these photos. But that's where the thing I'm like, were people really like knocking down the door of their honeymoon? I'm not sure. Is it possible this was promotion for the film Bottoms, which she is in? Is she in Bottoms? I believe so. I saw Bottoms, but a few weeks ago. I don't think that she's in... I don't remember her being in Bottoms. She was supposed... She is in... Drive Away Dolls, which is a movie from one of the Coens that... Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. And I saw the trailers at the same times. Yeah, delayed because of the strike. So maybe they're just like, she's just trying to stay. You're right. It was Drive Away Dolls. Drive Away Dolls that I was thinking of. By the way, I thought Bottoms was really funny. I laughed a lot. Everyone says it's funny. Yeah, if you haven't seen Bottoms, it was very, very funny. So maybe it's like trying to kind of stay in action until the, and, you know, in front of the cameras until the strikes are resolved. What was Drive Away Doll supposed to come out? I think, I want to say September. Oh, okay. Or maybe, uh, yeah. I also wonder if, like, a lot of their timing got changed because of the strikes and stuff. Like, maybe they moved up their wedding or something. I guess so, but then they wouldn't have 1989 promo, you know? That's true. Great point. 
Does Jack Great get point. a cut of the 1989 re-release? I think it depends on the publishing rights of the songs and probably. Okay. okay. The, because the issue is the masters, right? That's why she's re-recording them, but not the publishing yeah. catalog. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What a segue. Great segue into Scooter Braun. Is that what you were hoping for? Yes. Yeah. I basically, I just wrote Scooter Braun because you and I haven't talked about this. And, and I'm a scooter watcher. You are. So the floor is yours, Juliet. I'm, I'm excited to hear your reflections, your questions. As a conspiracy theorist and a lover of scandals, I'm disappointed that there doesn't seem to be a bigger shoe to drop here. Yeah. So should, should we do the recap? Sure. Briefly, Matt Bellany reported in his Puck newsletter a few weeks ago at this point that Justin Bieber and Scooter Bronze had parted ways. Scooters were in the process of parting ways. Well, he said they had parted ways and then he corrected himself. He actually, what he said was they hadn't spoken in months. And then Scooter's team said that Justin is still signed to his management, which is true as is Ariana Grande, but both of them are looking into legal ways to break up with Scooter, though they at the moment have not. And then there's a rash of announcements from people like Adina Menzel, Debbie Lovato, Liz Cheney and others. That's not a joke that (laughs) they were no longer working with Scooter Braun and all came out at the same time, but they didn't all drop him at the same time. It just was all being reported simultaneously. But the the news coming 
in rapid succession during a slow week in August did give like the impression that there was, there was something a scandal coming. Yeah. Yes. But it that seems led like everyone to, to dumping Scooter Braun. But exactly. It sounds like by all accounts, and by that I mean from what I read in Matt Bellany and Lucas Shaw's respective newsletters, it just sounds like Scooter sold his company to HYBE, which is a big Korean music company, and lost interest in being a manager. And so he was no longer meeting the standard that his clients wanted. And so they decided to find different management. This is a boring resolution to this story. <laughs> However, it's definitely been like a weird few years of Scooter. A lot of people have pointed out that like he also made some other mistakes. Like he tried to become a producer, but the TV shows and movies that he made really didn't do very well. It's kind of like unclear what his future will hold, but it also like the reason why his clients are dropping him is because it doesn't matter because he's like ungodly rich now. And so he's just living the yacht life. Right. And one of the anecdotes that Matt Bellamy shared to like illustrate the situation was that during Ariana Grande's recent marital updates in the in the public, it was requested that Scooter come Go back to London from vacation or yeah, to to help be there for the situation. And Scooter declined and stayed on vacation. And that's just the I, I guess people of Ariana Grande's stature expect a different level of service. Yeah, especially when you are getting divorced and it's been reported that you're having a relationship with one of your co-stars who happens to be married. So who was yeah. SpongeBob? Is who that Spon- right? On Broadway, yeah. Oh, SpongeBob. on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not as exciting as real SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure I believe that relationship, but that's for for another oh, day. Interesting. Oh no, 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 no. Why? Why? Give me your conspiracy theory. I just don't see it. I don't know. Okay. It's really random. It's okay. like, I understand that they're in Wicked together. He plays Bach and she's playing Glinda, but neither has commented. There's not a lot of evidence except for what I've been like read in the tabloids. And so I need some pictures for me to believe it. Okay. I mean, I guess the evidence would be like he's getting divorced and she's getting divorced, but like, who knows what the real story is? I don't know. I'm just not sold on that one. I, I have I have a hard time buying it. He has nothing to nothing in common with any of the men she's previously dated. Okay. Yeah, the scooter thing's boring. I don't know. He's also single. He was married for a while, and then right. we also I mean, covered, we covered his divorce. His divorce updates because you were interested in it. Yeah. And so I don't know. Maybe his life just headed in a different direction. But scooter just sell- becoming a sellout is just like really quite a boring story. It's like true of so many people in music before him. Yeah. So I guess he's an ultimate wish him well. Are you as someone who is interested in the pop culture and specifically pop music machine disappointed that he just became sort of like a boring executive? No, I never thought he was like a particularly positive force. I think it was funny in 2011 when he made himself the star of Justin Bieber's Never Say Never. Mm -hmm. A great film. Like that was funny, but... I think like he obviously is really talented at some things. And a lot of that was like almost like creating his own like music Disney where each of his artists had to promote each other and, and whatnot. And like the way that he broke Carly Rae Jepsen by creating a fake viral video with like Justin and Selena Gomez right. was like really smart and, and things like that. But I, I don't like music management is like very, is like not interesting to me at all. Music writing is very interesting to me, but that's very far from 
like this story. Got it. Okay. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for asking. Shall we move on? Yes. Next up, should we talk about Kiki Palmer, an update? Yeah. So it was her 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Kiki. Only 30. She's lived so much life. Yeah. And she celebrated it with that guy, as as I call him. The father of her child. Right. I think his, who, his name is Darius, if I recall correctly. Right, it is. And he, the, also the man who took to Twitter to shame her outfit choices when hanging out with Usher in Las Vegas because he didn't feel that they were appropriate maternal wear. It's an ultimate the heart wants what the heart wants. And apparently right. her heart wants him. And then the last time we recorded, we were talking about the video that Kiki Palmer made with Usher, you know, as like a very funny response to this situation. So I guess it seems like she got to have her moment of public comment on it. And now they're like still together. I don't know. They have a kid together. So they they can do whatever they want. And obviously, I want what Kiki Palmer wants for Kiki Palmer. That's where I am. But I was like, oh, oh, really? That guy again? It seems like they're probably together, but again, there's like I think the doors open for like amicable co-parenting and and celebrating her sure. birthday together because the pictures were not like particularly lovey-dovey, which is also maybe an accurate depiction of uh, parents of a newborn. But who knows? Yeah. I guess it's Kiki Palmer's world. She's definitely making it all work for her, though. So I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that too. I'm happy that her 30th birthday was celebrated in a way that she was happy about. She has great glasses. That was one of my other takeaways from yeah. those pictures. She looks yes. great in her casual wear. <laughs> other maybe exes and co-parenting. Bradley Cooper and Irina Shake are on vacation together, though she is still rumored to be dating Tom Brady. We know this because she posted a photo of Bradley Cooper in a, in a kayak in a beautiful location. He looks great. But it was like part of her, you know, sexy vacation shoot. And then there's suddenly her ex and the, and the father of her child, Bradley Cooper. Listen, co-parenting seems hard. I respect it. I respect vacationing. I respect looking hot and taking pictures if you want to. And I would just note that Bradley Cooper has a movie his next movie after A Star is Born, which is debuting at the Venice Film Festival next week, and then we'll be making an Oscar run this season. It is called Maestro. So I just, he was he was not in the limelight, and then suddenly he was again. That's all. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. I do like, listen, I hope the strikes are settled soon, and I hope that the workforces get a fair deal. That said. Ditto. I am enjoying the era that we seem to be entering in which celebrities are finding ways to get themselves photographed without doing any official publicity so that the Daily Mail can say Bradley Cooper, comma, star of Maestro coming to Netflix on said date and premiering at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. Comma, was seen kayaking on a, you know, with his ex-wife or ex-partner and their daughter or whatever. So... We see what's happening here. I'm amused by it. And you know what? I want everyone's projects to succeed. Although I, only if they get fairly compensated for it. I agree with everything that you just said. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Maestro. Are you? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the premiere. That's great. Will he be there? Because some celebrities are going. No, indie he, movies, so right? he will not be attending. Some celebrities who got waivers 
because their production companies are not in the AMPTP. I think I got that right. Some celebrities will be there. Um, And Bradley Cooper is the director of Maestro, in addition to being the star, but since he is the star, he will, and is a member of SAG, he will not be uh, promoting it until the strikes are resolved. Officially promoting it. Officially promoting it, yes. I'll just be enjoying his vacation, his photographed vacation. It does look quite nice. Irene Shake and Tom Brady, how much longer do you think we have on this one? With her, you never know. And I say I that like with a lot of respect. She just seems to do what she wants on her own schedule. And <laughs> you can't really tell. And that's great. Oh man, it's so true. It's really so true. I forgot to ask you. I meant to meant to say this before. Part of my cynicism, but how many weddings do you think Margaret Qualley will have in her lifetime? Oh. Probably, how many weddings or marriages? Because that's different. Weddings. Weddings. I'm going to go with three. I was going to say two. But are we counting like City Hall? Yeah, sure. Okay, then three. Anything that's like a white dress and perhaps a photographer. Okay, three. Who just did that? Oh, Billy Crudup and Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Do you, how many of those will be, how many of those weddings will be to Jack Antonoff? Like, will there be a vow renewal? Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't. No, no. I agree. I think the the one in, the one that we are now aware of. Yeah. The weirdest thing that I saw this week and just wanted to mention, I have no further comment, but I saw a page six report that Bill Murray and Khalees had broken up after a mm-hmm. whirlwind summer romance. Mm-hmm. I was not aware that they were dating. Were I you? think I only knew from a page six report that it was like Bill Murray and Khalees are seeing each other. And... And then the summer came to a close. You know what? Everyone deserves a summer romance. It's true. Very true. Last note. Someone we forgot to mention who attended the Quali Antonoff nuptials is Jenna Lyons, the star of the Real Housewives of New York reboot. Oh, yeah. I was, ve- I was very dubious of the show, as discussed. But me and many others, we love it. It's like... Really? Ve- I it's see, very good. Was, that was not the impression that I had gotten. I somehow thought, and maybe this was just based on the first few episodes and everyone was like trying to get used to a a new dynamic, but I just by like reading basically things on social media Mm. and not engaging with the text. A place, a, a noted place of positivity. Right. I thought that it was somewhat of, of an awkward fit, but is that wrong? She is an awkward fit on the show, but she's very entertaining and the show is very entertaining. How is she entertaining? She's really weird. She's like a very unique individual. She just like, they did like a girl's trip to the Hamptons and she didn't stay over. She has a house there. Very understandable. But like, it was like a thing. She's also just kind of like very aloof and not a warm person at all. She's Mm -hmm. also not like loud, but she is of this group, the oldest probably the most accomplished, possibly the richest, although I don't know for sure, and sort of like the most actually famous person. And so there's like, they all kind of like revere her in a way, but it is an awkward fit. And she just like, everything about her is different than the other women, but it makes it really riveting television. And also like, she's very open about 
who she is, what she's been doing. Like she tells a story about how she was outed by page six. And in an early episode, she has the women over and like two of them just like go in her closet and start putting on her clothes. Like she's like showing off her fancy clothes a lot, but I've also learned a lot about her, like learned about her condition that has led to her having false teeth, wigs, the lash line. Like it's all pretty interesting. And she's funny. She says funny things to the camera. So it's an awkward fit, but a great fit. I have one follow-up question, which is, I believe from Hunter Harris, I learned something about a shakshuka. Mm, yes, shakshuka has been a major point of contention. Yeah, in, in, can you elaborate on that for those of us not watching? I would say the second coming is Bethany Frankel is this woman named Erin. And Erin okay. cooked shakshuka for the women. And it was like a, a big thing. And one of them was like, I don't like shakshuka. Also, Aaron like didn't serve them enough food. Initially, all she had was caviar and they wanted a real meal. And then she was like, no, we're having shakshuka for breakfast. She's very insistent on it. Aaron is also Israeli. So shakshuka is like one of, you know, the okay. sort of, uh, it's a cornerstone of Israeli cuisine. Right. So, or she's I'm an Israeli. shakshuka person. I would be excited. Israeli American. And Aaron is just sort of like the lightning rod, but in a good way. I like Bryn the most. Bryn Whitfield is my favorite. She's got a tragic okay. backstory. She seems really fun. She's zany. She's great. How did the caviar situation resolve itself? Did they have a dinner? A lot of complaining. Okay, but no, um, but no I be- dinner. I believe they, they went out for dinner later, but they were, they were hungry in the meantime. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad they made it through. <laughs> it's good. I'm enjoying it. Sunday nights. It's a, it's a great watch. I was wrong. Good job, Bravo. Once again, Bravo does it. They do it again. All right, everybody. We will be back in two... Oh, no, we'll be back next week. Amanda, no, what's your schedule? We won't. Sorry, we will yeah, not. No. Oh, yeah, it's also it's Labor Day. We'll be back in two weeks. Have a great end of your summer. And Amanda, safe travels. We can't wait to hear about your trip. Thank you so much. And, of course, thank you to Jade Whaley, our producer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.